Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming now through the remainder rather of the afternoon right up until 6 o'clock. Uh, Trent and I are here until 1. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will uh, have uh, Jason Lutz, racing manager from the All Ball Racing Stable. He will join us uh, from Churchill Downs or from Louisville. Not sure he's at the track yet, but uh, he's uh, certainly in the city. And he will join us at 11.30. They have, as I'm sure you've heard, three horses uh, in the Kentucky Derby. It's Kentucky Derby. It is now down to 19 as there was another scratch this morning and still rumors of more defections before the gate springs uh, tomorrow night, just a couple of minutes before 6 o'clock Iowa time. Uh, so Jason Luch will join us in the first hour. Hour two, we'll head to Vegas, catch up with Mike Palm. Um, obviously, the Alabama scandal, we'll touch on uh, that with him, see what, if anything, uh, they've been able to ascertain as to what was behind it, how much was wager. We know it was behind it. It was the the coach of Alabama was betting on these games and uh, actually had the uh, his runner, if you want to call him that, um, caught on surveillance. Wait, what do these guys think? Yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Hey, a Friday night starter can't go. Load up. And off he goes to the book, and he's talking to him. He's walking up to the window, and of course he's going to get caught, and they did. Uh, and he paid his price uh, by losing his career. I mean, yeah. how stupid is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, we will talk to Mike Palm about that other stuff as well. Get his thoughts on the Derby, on the NBA, and the NHL playoffs with Mike Palm at 12.05. And then Tom Kakert. Any news in Iowa City? Uh, just a little bit. Just a tad? Yeah. That we can bring up uh, with Tom. Is, uh, uh, we'll talk about that and see if there's anything else on the horizon before we give four of you a group of horses uh, in the Kentucky Derby. It'll just be random. You'll give us a, a letter A, B, C, or D, and we'll give you the corresponding horses. And uh, if your horse wins, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. If you you have the second place horse, now the winner cannot have the first and second. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Right. You're only allowed one prize. Uh, so then we would go to the next group to find the third, but we will uh, give you horses in the Kentucky Derby is how we are going to award our Claxons prize this week, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Well, leaving yesterday, we couldn't have been any more pumped up about the standalone 8 o'clock tip, <laughs> Golden State, the Lakers, Curry, LeBron, Maybe not see this matchup too many more times in the future, but it's a standalone tonight, and oh, baby, it's going to be great. Well, it wasn't. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> it was a terrible game. Um, First quarter was fun. It was okay, right? And yeah. then the second quarter, when, when all the good players for Golden State were on the bench, is when the run happened, ironically, and then it just got out of hand. And it was um, it was very easy at that point to switch back to Seattle and Dallas, which honestly does really nothing for me. Just it's the Kraken, I think. It's I just I don't know what it is. Um, Difficult for you to wrap your yeah Seattle and the franchise, and here they are, and blah blah blah. But uh, but the basketball game, Trent, um, it's tied one apiece. Golden State had to win the game last mm. night. Absolutely had to. Um, give Draymond Green credit; he did a number on uh, on the eyebrow. What do you call him? The unibrow? The brow? The brow? Um, just completely shut him down last night. For the most part, did a great job on Anthony Davis, uh, taking him out of his game. Only had 11. And as he goes, as we've kind of um, 
You know, pinpointed as Davis goes, so go the Lakers. Reeves only has seven, his worst game in a while. Um, but again, uh, Golden State had to win it because they were not going to win four of the next five. When you see a whole lot at the end of the game of guys like Gabriel, yeah, Brown, right, Christie, Christie, Beasley, uh-huh. Tristan Thompson's still around. I, I I didn't know that, but there he Neither is. Neither did I. Right until last night. Uh, that guy goes to show you. How do you think Tristan Thompson is? That was one uh, thing I did look at last night. 36? That's what I was thinking. How old? 32. Is that all he is? Got a lot of miles. He's been a part of our lives for a long yep. time. Yep. In the, um, what do they call him? The tabloids. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the time. Hanging out with the Kardashians. That's right. He was with, uh, I'm not sure which one. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I don't care. But um, that's, um, yeah, that's where he was. Maybe he's famous for anything. Um but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. It was, I just did. It was, I thought he was 36. I thought he was older than that. So one apiece. I don't know which way, obviously. Do you have a lean? Do you have a feel for what comes next as the series shifts? Yeah, Golden State's z- not good on, on the road. I'm going zigzag, and I'll probably do it in game four as well. All the I'm way gonna, through? I don't know if all the way through, but that's where we're trending right now. I, You knew I was on, well, even before yesterday, on Wednesday when I did our TV show, I was all over the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump right back on the Lakers, and if the Lakers do win and cover, I'll be probably back on the Warriors for Game 4. So yeah, I'm going to play the zigzag theory. I think that makes a lot of sense in this series. You know, Anthony Davis, the miles that he has, as injury-prone as he Uh has, you can just tell. When things are not going well... Yeah, he's going to mail it in. He's he's going to kind of check out, right? Absolutely. He's one of those guys, we don't have to win seven games to win the series, we need to win four. Mm -hmm. And I'll bring it four times, Mm -hmm. and we'll see if we can win the series that way. And usually that's been the case with this team. We'll see if that's the case, because Golden State's awful good. Draymond Green was terrific. Steve Kerr changing up his lineup. Mm -hmm. This is why he's one of the best coaches in the game. Um, yeah, he's got some terrific players with him, but I mean, who saw Looney coming off the bench yesterday? Well, and I get the alert pops up on my phone that Jermichael Green's going to get the start, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there was plenty of people that overreacted to that. Oh man, teams in trouble. I just believe panicking. In, yeah, I believe in Kerr. <laughs> yeah, of course. Or if you had a Warriors bet, hey, I got to buy out of it. Whatever it is, well, no, I believe in Kerr. Mm-hmm. I believe in the infrastructure mm-hmm. and Draymond Green. Just a virtuoso performance. Oh, it was 11, great. eleven and nine. Yep. Doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And remember early in that Sacramento series how scared he was at times offensively? Just yeah, I looked at, didn't he? So tentative. Remember you bringing that up. And then it flipped. And I can't remember, was it game four, maybe three, four, something like But whatever game it was. And since then, he's been immaculate. Mm-hmm. He's been exactly what you'd anticipate. On both Dragon. ends of the floor. Oh, yeah. And the defense. Uh-huh. It is there in a oh. big-time way. No, it was it was it was terrific last night. Curry so a disappointing one, and then no baseball going on. Yeah, every well the there was one night game right, and it was a stinker, and that started five five ten I think. It was what Blue Jays Red Sox. Blue Jays Red Sox. So yeah. I hopped over to the hockey, but that was about it. I caught up on Succession. That was did you? Did you're into night. that, huh? I am. Yeah. So what? Without telling me the uh, how it ends or how it's going, mm-hmm. what's I guess behind? What's what's it about? It is a drama, but it's like a, what do they call it, a dark comedic drama. So there's funny elements of it. It is a dad that runs, well, it's like Fox News. Okay. Runs this big media empire. Yeah. And, and the kids are involved? Yes. Right wing kind of leading okay. 
news organization, and then his three kids are below him, and there's backstabbing, and there's all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And is it based loosely on the Murdochs? There's plenty of people that have connected those dots. Yeah, okay, it makes a whole lot of sense. Because so, I've I've seen a lot of people that I follow on Twitter um, talking about this. I figure this would be right up your alley too. This yeah. feels like something that maybe summer you would have jumped into. Mm-hmm. Now I'm way late. I didn't get into it until I saw the new season was coming out. I'm like, you know what? I want to catch up. So I did, and finally now how many seasons are in this is the fourth and final fourth and final okay and it's an hour program yep Yep. well maybe 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 as we search for things as we get into the summertime and (laughs) as you know one of my favorite things to do in the summer in the month of august when when i'm not betting on delmar is just to put a baseball game and just kind of uh sink into my chair and just let the world go by and watch baseball in yeah. the summer, uh, knowing that football's around the corner. It's about to be, you know, the time of the year that we live for, especially in this job. Uh, but to do it, and um, you don't go out to the deck though. No, but we we finished our pat. We uh, put all the patio stuff out yesterday, and I've been told that uh, we're going to spend more time spend more time out, out, out there. there this summer. Yeah. And you said, "Yeah, right." <laughs> of course, not allowed. It's not going to happen. But right. at least she. Felt it's a great pretty, idea. She felt like yesterday she got a win. Uh huh. But um. Yeah. Check back in August. Right. How many times did we use that deck? No kidding, right? Twice. Why do we go? Why do I go to all the trouble? Uh-huh. I'm not doing it again next year. Sure, you're not. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, uh, so um, hockey last night was look the Toronto Maple Leafs. Trent, there's they're in deep water, obviously, as they're down 0-2. But I, I want to say it's not a Toronto thing; it's a Florida thing because Florida has now won five straight, including winning three against the Boston Bruins. Right, and then they go into Toronto. Maple Leaf Gardens, 1967, blah, blah, blah. Place going bananas. Finally going to end. They finally got out of the first round of the playoffs. This is going to be their year. And Florida, off one day's rest, comes in and beats them. And then two days later, or one day later, I guess, an off day, and then back onto the ice, they beat them again as Toronto choked to start the second half, giving up, or second period, rather, uh, giving up two goals in like a minute and six seconds. I thought I was cruising. Two nothing, they're up and... Oh, you had the Leafs, didn't you? Yeah, had the Leafs. Oh, you had that parlay. Both, yeah. yeah, both favorites parlay. It just, I, I saw the second period, and what is it about Toronto? I mean, is it just I don't know the randomness? They've had good teams. Yeah, they They've, always have good teams. They always get good players. Have plenty of talent. Uh-huh. I mean, would this be like the Yankees going through this kind of draw? I mean, is that a fair equation? Uh, well, there's a hard cap, so not so much. Not so much, but they got they got phenomenal players. Their goalies is the weak spot. Um, would this be the Steelers going through mm, maybe five decades of ineptitude? Yeah, a big a big brand name mm-hmm. type of that the, the type like that. I mean, that's it's the center of the hockey world. Toronto is. Have they even made a final since '67? I don't. They must have. Didn't uh, didn't? Because Montreal's the last Canadian team to win '93. Yeah. Um, they I haven't don't know made the answer to that. In the interim, I can't remember Toronto. I can't there. remember that either. They hadn't won a, got out of the first round since 2003, so he'd have to go back before that, obviously. I don't know, Trent. It's been a long time. I know that. I remember 1967 because that was the first team that uh, that I rooted for as a little boy. Oh, really? I got a jersey when I was like four years old. Um the only one my parents, my grandparents ever bought me when I was the only child at the time, I guess. <laughs> so looking through here, well, they missed the playoffs well, it's seven straight years from 06 to 12. Made it again in 13, missed it three more years after that. And you're right, have not won a playoff series since 2004. Last time they were in the finals. Conference finals a couple of times there in the mid-90s. 
uh, conference semifinals, conference finals. Yeah, 1967, the last time they've even mm-hmm. played for a mm-hmm. cup. That's wild. It is. That's wild. And they are as big of a franchise as there, as there is in the sport. And now obviously. they got to win four out of five. And I don't think they can. I don't think they can. There's just something about this Florida team. And I'm just kicking myself. Yeah. I am just pissed off at myself because... I sold all my Florida Panthers. I, there's, there's no way they're making the playoffs. I took I took a loss, but cut my losses, or so I thought. Anyways, <laughs> well, you yeah, know. here we are. So watch a little bit of Dallas last night. Down a ton of it. Mm-hmm. They got a four one, and right as I was getting ready, there was like four minutes left. I'm all right. I can shift this off. I had Dallas minus one and a half also last night. Mm. My parlay was dead, and right as I, I, I literally, I had the clicker lifting it off the couch to turn it off to turn it to something else. Yeah. And the Kraken scored. And it's 4-2. Like, and, like and, you, and you're giving a goal and a half. And I'm giving a goal and a half. Uh-huh. And I'm like, of course. This is the way it's going to go. They're going to they pull the goalie 4-3. And, and they had a couple of good looks. Did they? Yeah. The the, uh, the goaltender for Dallas Ottinger. did a good job. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple of nice saves in there. But we held on, got the win on that one, and made it a plus night, at least overall, on that one. And looking forward to the weekend. A lot going on there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we got to uh, get to the story of the day, right? At local story of the day with Iowa. Yeah, let's do it, Trent. Um, look at we had uh, David Eichold on yesterday, and um, Caleb Brown is a is is a Hawkeye, and this is a huge pickup, mm-hmm. a huge pickup. Trent, the hype for this team. Well, I'll ask you: Is this going to be? Um, as hyped of a Hawkeye team that we've seen since 2009? Well, and remember that 2009 team didn't have a ton of hype going into the year because they had to go to Ohio State. No, following 2009, into into, into into 2010. And they had all those close games, Mm -hmm. um, but prevailed in them. um, Because I remember that summer talking a ton about that team and mm -hmm. just being labeled a Hawkeye homer when I was talking about them. I thought they had a chance to be really good. 2008 was okay. Had the good run at the end of the mm-hmm. year, beat South Carolina in the bowl game. But everybody kept coming back to, they got to go to Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State that year. No way they can be good with that kind of road schedule. And they went two out of those three games mm-hmm. and, of course, go on to the Orange Bowl in 2009. 2010, the hype was there. And that was the year that Ferentz decided not to play the final minute of the game in Columbus, right? It was the right call. It was the right call. Vandenberg was awful. Yeah. I don't know. I just see it differently. But he threw two interceptions. Assistant. He had an interception pick six that was called back. Uh-huh. Another dropped uh-huh. interception in the game. Get, get to within field goal range, and what's not there? And what's the what's the prize? Now they got there, but it was a selfish, pissed off on my part because I always wanted to go to a Rose Bowl uh-huh. and thought that the Hawks were destined to do that. And Ferentz chickened out. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we will never. No, agree. I know. I, and I was no. in Columbus that day for it. I know you were, and I was incredibly happy with yeah. the decision at that time. And I still, and you're not alone. Well, didn't he within the last couple? Because I remember, um, must have been working with Peralt because we were at Big Ten Media Days in Chicago, and we asked him prior to the 2010 campaign. You know, going back to the Ohio State game, would you? Now that you've had these months have gone by, would would you do anything different? No, I sure I stand by what we did. Mm-hmm. But subsequent to that, hasn't he come out and softened his stance? Softened it, but has not completely walked it back. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. He said, yeah, looking back, maybe we mm-hmm. could have done things differently, but it wasn't. I made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. It is not that admittance. Now, here they are Oof. with another chance. We both really like this team, yeah. the makeup of this team. Yep. This is not... Homer Condon nope, over here. Nope, because I'm not. I play Homer. I've never played Homer on the radio. You only do it for the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets, and they are not relevant in this market. <laughs> right. 
I love the roster. I love mm-hmm. the makeup. I love the structure of the team. I hate the offensive coordinator, yes, but all the pieces are there <laughs> for them to be incredibly good this year. Yep. The defense will be elite. Mm-hmm. Do they take a step back from last year, baby? But it's not a giant step. But they're not going to be and, bad. Right, and even if they take a tiny step back, Trent, they're still elite they're still in top, college. At minimum, at minimum, this is a top 20 defense I was, yeah, Absolutely. I agree. I think that is... They better be. Worst case scenario, mm-hmm. is there that? And Yeah, maybe the offense is taking more shots and they're on the field a little bit more and we can play that game. But at minimum, they're going to be very, very good mm-hmm. on that side of the football. Yep. Now you have a wide receiver. Yes, he has one career catch. Think of it this way, though. If that's kind of your, oh man, getting excited about this kid that has one career catch. He went into the most load, loaded wide receiver room yep. in the country. Yep. And he was the only freshman that played. Mm-hmm. They wanted to maintain his redshirt status, and that's also why he only played four games, mm-hmm. because he still is a redshirt freshman going into this upcoming season. This yeah, was the a COVID guy, years are gone. Yes. It's back to normal when We're it comes finally to back to normal. Right. He is a player that Ohio State was not happy about losing. This was something right away mm-hmm. that everybody at Ohio State was excited about what he was going to be. Heartline raved about him during the spring. There are big-time Ohio State people that would tell you this was going to be one of the next in the line of great Buckeye wide receivers. And there's certainly been a boatload of those within the last what few years. Good God. Oklahoma looked to be his next visit. Texas A&M was also on his list. Mm-hmm. Those were looked like kind of the top three right away. He takes a visit a couple days after he goes in the portal. And he leaves Iowa City committing to the it's, Hawkeyes. It's huge. It's huge. So how, how much credit does McNamara get for this? Well, he was his host yeah. on the visit. So a lot. A huge percentage. Well, yeah. him coupled with the Hawkeye Swarm. Mm-hmm. Without the Hawkeye Swarm, how this much doesn't happen. Do you, what would you guess? What, what was his price tag? Two fifty. Mm-hmm. Probably something in that range. Did he leave money on the table, do you think, if he Probably. went to Oklahoma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Oklahoma is still searching for their number two. They got their number one, but they're looking for their number two. At, at Oklahoma, though, there are six of those guys yeah. <laughs> that are vying to be that right. number two guy. Right. What I was sold him on... He's going to be the guy. You're the guy. Right. You are going to be yep. our top weapon. Mm-hmm. We are going to work. You're going to have 100 targets this year. Mm-hmm. We want to get you 75 catches. You are going to be wherever, inside, outside, mm-hmm. and the development. People laugh about Iowa wide receivers. They put Amir Smith-Marset in the league. They put Brandon Smith in the league. And they did it with guys that certainly didn't have the the starting point that you have with Brown. I was never had a wide receiver like this. I had people, well, Willie Guy. Come on. Willie Guy was a quarterback in high school. Yes, he was raked by one recruiting service. That was the other thing. A, there weren't recruiting services right. as we know them today. Right. And there was one. It was it like was a newsletter. It was super prep, I think, yeah. is what was it was. It? Adam, the number one overall player in the country. But most, most other recruiting services that were out there at the time, Adam was a top 100 player, but didn't have him in number one. But everybody said, he was the best player in the country. Well, mm-hmm. Not really. Not only that, Willie Guy wasn't able to play or practice his first year on first two years on campus. Kind of hurts your development a little bit. You think just a tad, right? <laughs> when that's not happening. And again, we're talking about a completely different era compared to what it uh-huh. is. In the scouting service era, if you will, the last basically 30 years now, there's nothing been close to this. There's not been a wide receiver like this to come to Iowa. It's an exciting that time. That was terrific. DJK was terrific. Really good players. Both those guys also high school quarterbacks Yep. yep. before making their way mm-hmm. there. They've had some dudes, but nothing even close to this. Alabama offered him out of high school. Mm-hmm. Ohio Iowa doesn't State, beat Alabama. Ohio State got him. Ohio State got him. Yeah. Notre Dame, Michigan, the who's who uh-huh. of college football, and now he's going to be an Iowa Hawkeye. 
Uh, I can't wait to see how it transpires. I mean, uh, there was, look at, I think Hawkeye fans put on a, um, a brave face. Alquick's going to be okay. <laughs> Bostic is better than you think. Uh-huh. Uh, heard a bunch of it. Uh, now you've got a legitimate wide receiver to go along with a legitimate quarterback and two legitimate tight ends, a really good running game. The offensive line cannot be as bad as it was last year. An elite defense, special teams as good as there is in the country, and away we go. Two years ago it was Kirk Ferentz is unwilling to work in the portal. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a quarterback, yep. a top-flight receiver. A, a, a tight end. A three-time All-ACC linebacker, Mm -hmm. two offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. The one thing missing on their wish list is a cornerback, and they're still in the running for the kid from Rhode Island, from going from, uh, the stodgy old guy will never get it. Can you go down the hall and and tell McCaffrey, you know what, it's not as bad as you think. Right. You know what you can do here? And this was not Iowa, I don't believe, selling their soul. This was not Texas A&M. What they did the re- two years sure, ago in the recruiting class. Blank checks. Right. Yeah. That's not what this is. It was about finding fit. And playing time. Playing time. Kids se- want to play. Selling a good opportunity uh-huh. and not BSing them. No. With McNamara, is very easy. You're going to be our starting quarterback. Sold. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in here. We need a leader. We think you can do this. For what they just did with Brown. You're going to be the number one receiver. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in here. And look, Nico Ragini, nice story. Yeah. He's not number one. No. Not at a Power 5 level. No, 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 absolutely not. Deontay Vines, mm. we haven't seen anything close to that. Eric All, it wasn't, you're going to come in and be the starter. Hey, we have a good tight end. Yeah. But we like to do a lot of two tight end stuff, and we think it would fit. And here's what we've done in the past, just yes. to refresh your memory. Jack Campbell is just a first-round pick. Uh, we need a new middle linebacker. Uh-huh. Nick Jackson, yep. you piled up a ton of tackles. I led the ACC. 100 tackles in three straight years. Come here and take over that spot. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a chance at the next level. And you can sell that on top of it. This was a sales job by Ference, by the Hawkeye Swarm. That was not BS. It was pretty plain. Why can't Fran do that? I don't know. I don't know. Fran is now putting guys in the league. Uh They have competed towards the top of the Big Ten. They have been an NCAA tournament team eight of the last ten years. Uh Why can't you sell that? You don't have to be... It doesn't have to be I, Texas A&M. I don't disagree. Trent, you don't have to be dirty to make this work. Yeah, yeah. Is it's it just going, an unwillingness? I don't know. I don't know why he won't. I don't know why he won't. It's it's here, and it's staying here. It's not going away or to ch- adapt, evolve, or get left behind, mm-hmm. sadly. Um, but back to our original point, the hype around oh, yeah. this team the expectations that come with having this roster an easy schedule an easy schedule if indeed this is a not a 10 and 2 a win the big 10 west play for a big 10 championship type of season i mean we thought it was loud and the natives were restless the last couple of years if this falls yeah. short there's no excuses ooh. there there are absolutely no excuses now if this doesn't work, if Iowa falters to seven and five, eight and four, kind of where they are, right? It's not good. It is a huge disappointment. Yes. And if it's a big reason of it, it's because of the offense. Mm-hmm. And even if hey, they put up 56 against both Utah State and Western Michigan and they get to the 25 point plateau, yet they go eight and four, you can't bring it back. No, no, you can't. You can't. No, you know, this, because you lose to Penn State, you lose 13 to three. Mm-hmm. And you lose a game, I don't know, on the road at Nebraska at the end of the year, 17-10. And that's the reason that you're not in the Big Ten championship game is mm-hmm. because your off- offense falters. Nope. 
It doesn't play. It doesn't. You just can't yep. do it. Saw an updated line of FanDuel for the Iowa State game. Oh, really? Since, since when, though? So when, when it first went in? up, Iowa was favored by a field goal. Okay. okay. It has gone very quickly. It went to down to two and a half. I saw Iowa one and a half when I last looked a couple really? weeks ago. So they were betting the Cyclones. They were. I took another look this morning. Iowa State is now favored. Iowa State's favored. By a point and a half. I, blow me over with a feather. Is, um, they also what, have. What am the, I missing? I don't know. They have, I think, 10 totals listed for college football over-unders. One of them is the Iowa Hawkeyes. And what is it list? It's seven and a half? It's seven and a half. Good God. Now, the over is heavily juiced. It's minus 163. Well, you know what? Wait for it to go to eight, then. <laughs> Wait for it to go to eight and a half. Yeah. Wait until it ticks up and then absolutely that right away. When there's no juice or very little juice to go along with it. That's what I was Short do. of injuries. Trent, what? they better win 10 games. Yeah. You go to Penn State. It's going to be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Penn State's a preseason top five team for a lot of people. Okay. It's going to be really tough. Okay. Outside of that, go to Wisconsin. Yeah. Never easy. Uh, they don't They're have going a good through spring. a transition. No, yep. Awful spring. Awful spring. Going through a transition. Mm-hmm. Still telling on that roster. Yeah. Illinois was good last year. I think Nebraska's, and I don't think Illinois is going to be as good this year. Uh, I think Nebraska's going to be better. What does that mean? Eh, six, seven wins. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got you last year. Yep. And yep. it's over there. Yep. Year number one rule. Mm-hmm. They're going to be better. Nebraska's be better. arrow's pointing up, but it's not pointing up this high this quickly, in my opinion. Division odds are not out. The overall odds are out for the Big Ten. When the division odds come out, is Iowa or Wisconsin the favorite? Well, the answer Betting is favorite. yes, and it better not. I hope it's Wisconsin because uh, yeah, no, I won't. I'm not going to break. I'm not going to do it. I've got a steadfast rule, and I'm not breaking it. I'm not betting. <laughs> you're, on, not, you're not I betting won't. on them. But you, this is. I would one encourage of the everybody that's within the sound of my voice <laughs> to take the elastic band off the bankroll. I thought before this edition they were going to be really good. Yeah. The question now remains the offensive line. Even if they're competent, that's all they have to be. Given some semblance of yes. a running game. Caleb Johnson, I think, is a really good back. I do, too. We, should, we saw those flashes behind a brutal offensive line. Ugh. The pieces are all there. The excuses are over. Yeah. And the last year, likely of the Big Ten West, mm-hmm. better be in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Get those tickets now. That's right, baby. Let's go. All right, we'll go to uh, Louisville when we come back. But prior to that, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword bank at KXNO.com. Bank at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Jason Luch, racing manager of the Alba Family Racing Stable. 19 horses in the Derby, three of which... It's remarkable. Our own by this group. Um, and we'll talk to Jason Lutz when Trent and I come back. It's Miller and Condon underway on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Sean, your side. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. Mike Palm joins us to kick off our number two. VP Operations at Circus Sports, and then Tom Caker. 
Off to Kentucky we go. Just outside Churchill Downs is where we find Jason Luch, racing manager of the Alba Family Racing Stable. Three of the 19 horses in the Derby, owned by those connections, including, I saw earlier today, co-favoritism right now for Angel of Empire. Jason joins us. Jason, Trent, and Ken, I hope you had a good sleep last night because I'm guessing tonight that won't be the case. How are you? I I'm doing good. I haven't slept for a month, Ken, to be honest. It's, uh, it's been a long month just thinking about this day, and uh, we couldn't be more excited to have our family and friends down here in beautiful, sunny Churchill Downs. We're going to enjoy today because I know tomorrow will be uh, a little nerve-wracking. I can only imagine, and 7 o'clock is post time out there. That's a long, long wait uh, for, the, for the race to finally be run. So let's talk about the news from yesterday. You had two in. All of a sudden, Cyclo Mischief, the words comes down. There's going to be a scratch opening the door for your third horse, Cyclo Mischief, who you know had a really good uh, um, road to the Derby, I thought, and clearly belongs in the race, but he's officially in. Uh, what, what was it like once you got that news, Jason? You know, it was real exciting. We always, we thought he deserved a shot. He ran really good in the Florida Derby, got beat by the two-year-old champion and the favorite in the Kentucky Derby by a couple of lengths. So we felt like if he could get in the race and improve a little bit, I think he's content, he can contend with these great horses. And so we're just really thrilled to have the opportunity to get him in there and, and see if he's improved at all. He just turned three on Sunday, so he's finally a three-year-old. So I think the, the his best days are ahead of him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You get ready for this race. You've been there plenty of times at this point. Does it feel different right now? I mean, on the eve of the Derby, three horses in there and one of the betting favorites at this point. Does it have a different feel this time around? It, it does. It does. I, I got to be honest with you. We've been here since Monday, and I've never seen uh, so much press want to interview us, which is a great thing. Wow. I'm not complaining a bit because uh, they've been following us. Anytime you're the one of the top choices in the Kentucky Derby, you got people around you, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been great. We're excited for the opportunity. We know we got to have a little racing luck tomorrow to, mm-hmm. uh, to legitimately have a chance to run. I mean, look, I've been in this race five times. Have it, did I ever think we could win it with a long shot? Possibly, but. Tomorrow I have a lot of confidence with the right trip. Uh, at least we have a really, really good chance to compete. I couldn't agree with you more. I thought uh, maybe Brody's cause had your best chance to win earlier of the uh, three. Of course, Patty Prado, who you had with Crawford, a piece of him. Yeah. But uh, but this this just feels different, Jason. It really does. And and leading up to the race, I mean, he looks like he's in perfect stead. He's is he's um his workouts have been outstanding. He hasn't taken a a, a bad step at all. Everything's pointing to a big race tomorrow. Yeah, we really feel like that, Ken. Ever since uh, the Arkansas Derby, he's come back with two really strong works. His last work was phenomenal, probably the best work he's had. And uh, this week, he's just been really good. And, you know, the biggest thing about him is, is, is he's got the best mind. You know, a lot of horses can lose the race, pre-race yeah. at the Kentucky Derby with 150,000 people screaming at you. Mm. And he's yesterday, we, we schooled him yesterday. He didn't raise a hair. He was great. The Arkansas Derby, there were 60,000 people there, and he was awesome in the paddock. So we really feel comfortable that uh, you won't lose the pre-race, which some horses can, and uh, hopefully he saves all his energy for the mile and the quarter because we know he can run that far. It's always the dream 
to win a Kentucky Derby. When he got into this, it wasn't to win a stakes race. It was to ultimately win the Kentucky Derby. I know you've had the thought. What would it mean to you and to your family and the people that have been involved to this to finally break down that final boss, if you will, and get a championship at the Kentucky Derby? Well, we're really goal-driven people. And so when you set a goal 10 years ago that, hey, we're going to try to put together a program to win the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, it was a far-fetched goal. Did, you, did we really ever think we'd have a legitimate chance? I mean, this, this is a tough game. This is this is really hard to win one race a year, and, <laughs> yeah. and to be in position tomorrow to be you know a top three choice probably. Um, I thought about it. I don't want to go too far down the road because I get pretty emotional about yeah, it. I can uh, understand. It's a it's a great great chance, great opportunity, and who knows? We might never have this chance again. So it's, it's something that you hope you can cash in on. Uh, Jason, who do you think when you handicap the race? Because I know you like to handicap races. If you're in the sport, that's one of the parts that uh, that goes along with it. It's trying to decipher that parimutuel puzzle that is a horse yeah. race. Who do you who do you fear tomorrow, Jason? Who do you think Angel uh, of Empire is going to have to outrun to to wear the roses? Well, I think uh, Brad Cox's other horse verifying is going to be very challenging. He's going to. I think he could get a really good trip, uh, followed by I think that. Um, Obviously, one of the horses that I thought was really scared of was Skinner, and he scratched this morning, which yep. I felt terrible for the connections. And then, you know, the unknown is the Japanese horse. How good? I mean, on numbers-wise, he towers above the field, but I just don't know if I trust the numbers. And is he really as good as they're saying? If he is, he'll win the Kentucky Derby. So he's a very, very live shot, and looks like he's been training poorly here. And uh, we're going to find out tomorrow how really good he is. Uh, Dermo Sogati is the is the horse you're uh, re- referring to. Go ahead, Trent. I'm sorry. Uh, back to Angel of Empire for a moment. How this came together is a crazy story, too. I mean, you've been involved in some of the big thoroughbreds out there. That's not the case here. How how did this all come together? Take us through, and what was it that caught your guys' eye? Yeah, you know, when we left books, we go to Keeneland September sale, and we usually stay for the first week, which is books one and two, and we left there feeling like maybe we were a cold or two short of putting, uh, you know, where we wanted to be. It's a numbers game. The more colds you have, the better opportunity you have to get the Kentucky Derby. And we literally, um, I asked Dennis if I could find one or two more books. I scoured through the books to find some that could maybe get the classic distance. And uh, this horse just stumbled upon me. Uh, he was a, a Pennsylvania bred, but I thought he was really bred to get two turns. And when I, my people went out and looked at him, uh, he was long, leggy. No doubt about it, could get two turns now. Did I think he'd be the second favorite for Kentucky Derby? Absolutely, probably not. But uh, that's what, that's what's so special about this game. I mean, you never know in this game. You, you can ask a lot of people. They bought a horse, and they had no idea what, what was going to come ahead of them. And look at Rich Strike last year. You just never know. And that's, what, that's why we're all in this game, because you don't know. And, and the opportunity is there for all of us. Uh, Cyclone Mischief, uh, obviously uh, a lot of Cyclone fans will be paying attention to this one. Cyclone Mischief, number 21 in the race. I'd love to uh, see the breakdown of Prairie, how many more bets they take there. <laughs> on Cyclone <laughs> Mischief, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's Chase Forte, who is the morning line favorite in the race. He's been right there with him. Uh, Jason, um, what, what do you expect from him tomorrow? I think he's going to break. I think he'll, will he break from the 17th hole? I haven't got it all figured out yet. 17 or 18 hole now. With a couple more additions last night, um, so he'll he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be fairly placed. He'll break from the outside, um, you know. And hopefully, there's a little speed inside of us. Don't we don't need to rush him out. And going into the first turn, I hope he's sitting right behind the leaders and, and can get nice and relaxed and getting that uh, where he can just kind of gallop along and, and uh, on the backside. Hopefully, he can make his move about the half mile, three eighths full. And and I think for coming for home, uh, I think there's a chance that he could be near the leader right on it. 
When the race is being run, where are you? Are you by yourself? Or are you with the group? Do you have a lucky spot at Churchill Downs for Saturday? Um, I wish I could be by myself tomorrow, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. um, my family's going to want to be with uh, We're all going to watch it as a family. But uh, typically I like to watch races by myself because I get so nervous and I like to be away from people because I might say something I regret or something. But <laughs> no, but I, uh, I'll be watching it with the family. We're going to try to take all this in together. We just never know if we'll all be together for something like this. So mm-hmm. uh, we're all going to be in the winter circle suites uh, on the ground level for the race. Uh, and really going to have a, just a, hopefully enjoy a great day together at Churchill Downs. Third horse, Jace's Road, and I'm going to have a ticket on this one, as does all my buddies, because one of our best friends in our tailgate group, his name's Jace, so I don't think you named him after him, I'm going to guess. But he, uh, you can tell him we did, though. You can tell yeah, him. exactly, right. especially if we get a win out of this one. <laughs> so Ken, Ken mentioned to me earlier in the week that he's a guy probably going to get off to a good start there. What kind of run is it going to take for him to be up there and maybe even hit the board? Yeah, he's going to have to honestly run his best race he's ever ran. He's going to have to really put it together. Everything's going to have to go right for him. But in this race, as we've seen in past years, you just never know when they're, when they're finally going to click. And we're going to give him the opportunity to break sharp, sit off the leaders. And uh, he's by quality road. We know he wants to go far. It's just hopefully um, he figures it out because he's got t- tons of talent. He just hasn't put it together yet. And he's just been right on the fringe of you know getting to that next level. And he's going to have to get there tomorrow to compete. Jason, say hi to uh, our former neighbor for Cindy and I. Your mom will be out there, so say hi to her from uh, from us. And um, absolutely, we'll we'll text you on uh, text you on Sunday. Let's let's recap this on Monday. Trent and I will I be hope, at I Circa. Hope, I, hope we're, I hope I hope we're talking that we're going forward in the Triple Crown, and it's, uh, it's going to be, be awesome. a fun ride. Jason, way to go, man! Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Yeah, good to talk to you, Jason. Jason Luch, uh, the racing manager of the Allbaugh Family Racing Stable. Three horses in the Derby. It's number twelve, number fourteen, and number twenty-one. That's Cyclone Mischief, number twenty-one. So, Angel of Empire is the best of the of the three. A co-favorite. Is it's a co-favorite, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Because uh, there's a rumor that Forte, the, the morning line favorite, who uh, was definitely going to be the favorite, is not 100%. There's a video of him actually not tripping. He's just on a routine gallop yesterday. Okay. And he kind of, I don't know if he caught a hoof. His back foot hit his front foot when they were kind of cross. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but he kind of stumbled very briefly and may have hurt it's like a soft tissue or something in there. And, okay. Um, and that's and, what it takes, right? All of a sudden, and now the rumors out there—they might not be himself. And it, there's no rumors on. I mean, there's no secrets on racetracks. Well, I heard uh, just the other day. I heard Dan O'Neill, who covers horse race, college basketball writer for a long time. Mm-hmm. She actually mentioned uh, our guy Dick Girardi, kind of helped her into oh, really? the horse racing okay. world. Yeah. But she mentioned, you know, you'll just go and you'll be at a race and you just go sit, go to the stable and talk to Bafford for a while. It just he just holds court and he just talks. It, it's it's so different than any other sport that yeah. she's ever covered, and that's what it is. And, and to your point, that there are there are no secrets no. at this point. No, absolutely not. And everybody can keep an eye on it. And there's people that are watching everything. Well, 160 people going to be there tomorrow for this one. 160,000 people. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I got uh, one more thing. I think bears repeating since we talk so much sports wagering here. Yeah, and people open up their circle. Oh yeah, it's a great question. Are Open up their DraftKings app. Help yep. help the listeners out there. You can explain it certainly a lot better than I can. Why you can't just open up your app and, yeah. and bet a trifecta. 
on your DraftKings. It, it, it's coming, and you'll be able to hopefully this time next year. It's called single wallet, meaning you can open up your DraftKings account. You can bet on horses or you can bet on sports. But you have to have agreements with, say, DraftKings wants to do business in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. And apparently they do, and they're in the process of doing so. They know they've been licensed to offer sports, but in order to offer horses, they have to have an agreement with Prairie Meadows. Excuse me. They have to have an agreement with the Iowa horse people. Okay. So they want a tiny little piece of the proceeds as well. Uh, and then once that those approvals, then they go to well to the Racing and Gaming Commission, and it's a rubber stamp at that point. But but it is coming. So if there's plenty of betting on horses in your computer is legal, and it has been legal to do so. For over 20 years. Something I didn't realize until probably 10 years ago. Right. So I have the Twin Spires. You have Twin Spires. I use a company called Express Bet. Okay. No EX, it's just Express Bet. Um, and you can bet the, you can bet the, Churchill Downs, you can bet Prairie Meadows, you can do so from the comfort of your living room, uh, whether you're on your phone or whatever. And it's legal to do so in 40 states. You know one of them it's not legal to do so? Nebraska. Started with the right letter. Nevada. Yes. They want you to show up at the casinos uh-huh. to make your bets. Because when you're walking to the area to bet the better horse, ding, 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 ding. A little pull. Take a little pull. Throw a little dice. Uh-huh. Flip a little card. Um, go make a sports bet. There you go. They want you, they want to see the whites of your eyes. It's crazy that you can't do it in Nevada. I think that's changing or may have since I was out there. Um, but yeah, Nevada, you're not allowed to do it. In fact, with the year that I moved, had to move for a year when I was working with Brinson in 2013, I had to go out there. Um, of course, I was betting on Twin Spires and I was betting on Express Bet. And I thought, you know what? They'll never catch me. I'll just do it from my house here in Nevada because I don't want to, you know, drive to a property and, they caught me. They got you? I got a, uh, I mean. A, Was it a cease and desist? Yeah, or? just, uh, you know, it's not allowed type of thing. But only one of the two companies caught me by anyways. So I'm looking right now. I just pulled up Twin Spires. Got the scratches there. Jace's Road right now is 42 to 1. Okay. Angel of Empire, 6 to 1. Okay. Forte's 5 to 1. Forte's 5 to What about Tapatrice? Tapatrice, that was the 5, right? Yeah. Uh, that was one that I had circled earlier in the week. He is five right so, now. So Forte and Tapatrice are co-favorites. Yep. So, uh, third choice would be Angel of Empire. And what number is Cyclone? 21. 21. And what post position is he? Uh, he's probably going to be like 18 or 17. Okay, I'm looking through. But he'll be number 21. Oh, there he is, 21. 45 to 1. 45 to 1. So number 17, the Japanese horse Jason mentioned, who's the great unknown, Derma Sogate. Um, what's his price? Seven to one. Yes, he's yeah. seven to one. I liked him when I saw like that 12 10, to, 12 to right. one. Yeah, that was the range. Too. Because keep that open. I got two more questions okay. for you. Yeah. With him, it was we've seen the Japanese horses that have come over. We've seen horses from all over the you know in the Asia area then. Mm-hmm. But it feels like they're breeding pro- I've just continued to hear it's coming. Yeah, might not be this time, they're but winning, they're winning Breeders' Cup races now. The next step would be to win a Triple Crown. It's race. going to happen. Yes, will it be here? Who knows? But and I think a lot of people are jumping aboard with kind of that yeah. thought process yeah. because they really like this horse. All right, what else you got? Number three, two fills. Tell me he's ten to one or better. I don't think he will be. He's down to seven. Eh, son of a I've, I've seen. A, there's been a lot of steam. A lot of things that I've read and listened to this week. A lot. So of steam on, on two Monday, fills. my long shot play was number four. Confidence games. Is yeah. he fifteen to one? Twenty. Okay, we'll take that. Take it. Take it. Um, number eight, Maj. Is he 20 to 1? 19. I'll take it. Okay. 
Um, I think those are my only long shots. Have I got one? Who did Girardi throw out yesterday? I can't, that's what I was looking for, and I can't. Oh, remember. I know who it is. Number seven, reincarnate. Reincarnate. He is forty to one. Sixteen. What? Well, Dick was on a lot of radio shows in the last couple. Apparently, of days. <laughs> a lot of people might be listening to him. This is a difference too between your sports betting. Explain paramutual. Uh, good betting. point, Trent. Because okay, so when you bet, I. Give me a team. The Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? The Dallas Cowboys, they're plus 320. You make that bet, that's what you get. When you walk to a window or you open up your app when it comes to horse racing and you bet and say right now you're betting reincarnate and he's 16 to 1, that's not the price you get. You don't get your price is not determined until all the money comes into the pool, which means the, the race has started. Once the race starts, there's a button that is pushed up on the in the steward stand that stops betting on the race all around the world. All the tote systems are then as soon as this button is pushed, they instantly are locked. At that time, the odds are fi- the final odds are determined based on because you're betting against yourselves. You're not betting against the house. Uh, the final odds are determined based on how much money is bet on each horse. That makes sense. So it's the big pool of money. How much money is bet on the Derby? Do you have any idea? Oh, $100 million. $100 million. And as opposed to a good race at Prairie Meadows? Uh, 60000 Okay. Quite a difference. Huh? Yeah, quite a difference. Quite a difference. Quite a difference. On that one. I am very excited about this with the local angle. A real shot. A real shot. And I feel like I get to know a little more. Plus, I got my daughter in my back pocket because she's the she's great. She's the horse whisperer. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm not making my bets till I till, till I hear. Till Ella's got hers. Till Ella puts her gives me her place. <laughs> um, but look, when it comes to Angel of Empire, if he's close, if he's starting to make a move when mm-hmm. they turn for home, this horse won't stop running. The further they go, the better he likes it. So if you're if you turn on your TV. And the horses, the leaders on the left-hand side of your screen and all the way on the right-hand side of your screen is Angel of Empire. Don't worry. That's where he's supposed to be. Okay. He's a come-from-behind horse. He'll start to make his move when they go into the turn, and he'll start picking them off one by one. And um, Good post position for him? Yeah, it's fine. He's in yeah. the middle of the pack. He's, gonna, he's, um, he's fine. He's not going to break with the leaders. He'll be about, you know, towards the back of the pack, start making his move. And if he's within striking distance, turning for home and closing widest and fastest of all, Angel of Empire with one final surge, nails him. We know the inside post is... Kiss of death normally. Now, they've changed it a little bit. They have. So this was years ago, but it's always stuck in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing from somebody in the horse racing business, they basically cross out, unless it's something completely different, Mm -hmm. even not the first horse, like the first four. It was that different. The first one for sure, because Mm -hmm. post position number one, I actually stood in the starting gate at Churchill Downs a few years back, and I had a camera in there, so he must have been in the penalty box. (laughs) Um, But as you stood in the number one stall, looking down the stretch, Mm -hmm. When the gate opens, if you ran a straight line, you'd run right into the rail. So you gotta you gotta navigate and get out and and get to your right. Plus, all it's twenty horses right. that you're contending with too. So they're just not the same. And kind the other of space. nineteen have a, a, a totally different ideas of what you want to do. Going to so be a fascinating race. That's my concern with two fills. Is at three. 
He's, but you see, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. chance. I think he's a long don't shot. Don't like it at 7-1, though. No, I don't either. Let's get back up to double digits. I was hoping for that as well. Miller and Condon back to wrap up uh, the hour. Hour 2, Mike Palm from Circa, VP of Operations out there. Look forward to catching up with him. Tom Caker, get the latest on all the Hawkeye news. We will give four of you a group of horses. Three of you are going to get five horses. One of you is going to get four horses because we're down to 19 in the Derby. Uh, that's how we're going to give away the Claxons Barbecue, and we'll do that about ten, about an hour from right now. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.com. Condon, welcome back. Finishing up hour number one. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I headed to Las Vegas. Uh, we'll do our show there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Kind of close your pack, and it's going to be, what, have you looked ahead at the temperatures? 80s? Is that what I saw? It's going to be hot. I'll be wearing shorts and a t-shirt, like always. <laughs> yeah, you wear that in November, watch <laughs> yeah. that. Right. That could be a whole lot of difference for uh, me. What do we got? Uh, 80, 84, 82, 8. So not, relatively Beautiful. nice. Yeah, I like that. It's going to be a little different when we get out there in August. Dude. Sign up for the football contest. Yeah, but it's a dry heat, Trent. It's a dry heat. Dry heat. And we'll be by the pool. And we will. Uh, and is that going to be a weekend, you know? Yes. we got to button that up, right? That is I... part of, yeah, what we're going to be doing while we're out there is talking, getting that in line. They have filmed the commercial. We have both retweeted it if you missed mm-hmm. their initial commercial. And I think we can find a little birdie that's going to tell us what that prize pool is going to be. No. I think we can get I it out of them. They're pretty tight-lipped. Yeah, that they are. Pretty tight-lipped. I uh, can't wait. But we'll have tons of details for people throughout this summer if you're going out to Las mm-hmm. Vegas to sign up for the football contest. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor. We joined it last year for the first time, and we'll have the details in the coming months. And then when you can come out again and hang out with us at Circa. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's so much fun, and that contest is so difficult, so challenging. Uh, and I can't wait to get beaten in again. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the South Point for horse racing. I'm going your... Monday. I'm going Monday. We're, so we're going to do our radio, then tape our TV show, mm-hmm. and then I'm getting an Uber. And I didn't, uh, it's a long drive. To it is. It's about a half hour. Uh, but that's where I'm going to go and spend the day on. My son lives in Henderson, so he'll come over and we'll fire at horses on Monday afternoon. And... I'll hang out at the pool, okay. do a little work. You know, we're gonna go to, on Monday night. I've got my favorite Irish bar. All right, uh, it's in Mandalay Bay. Shops in Mandalay Bay. It's a place called Re-Raw. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you want to come down and join Caleb right. and I, we're gonna have some grub down there before we head back and watch. I mean, there's NHL, there's NBA, and there's baseball. What a, what a great spot to be, right? It's gonna be perfect. And game three is that night of the Vegas series. Is that right? It's either Monday or Tuesday. Oh, and there will be a game oh. watch there. Yeah, because the 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 series shifts to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. There'll be yeah, there'll be hundreds of people at Stadium Swim. If Can't you're heading wait. out, make sure to hit us up at Miller and Condon on Twitter. Well, I know, know, yeah, I know people that are going that yeah. are actually going to swing by and 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 see us and introduce themselves to us. We'll introduce you to Mike Baum. He kicks off hour two next. One hundred six point three K.